Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Is This Making Sense? Dialogues on the Pursuit of Balance, Wisdom, Leadership, and Everything in Between. My name is Eric Johnson. I'm here with Seth Gray, and today we're going to talk about this is where Seth usually comes in, but we're going to do something different. Uh, today, we're actually going to talk about, in our second episode, uh, goals, we talk about our goals for the year, and we, we set a few of them. And so one of the things we wanted to do was to check back in to see how we're doing. So today, Seth, tell us, uh, tell us one of the goals that you, you set and, uh, and how you're doing it. Well, the, one of the goals, one of my big goals of the year was to be prompt, prompt in my communication. And it came out of this, just a quick recap, a desire to respect those that were trying to reach out to me, those that were texting me, calling me, emailing me. And I just really wanted to get better at responding to people, being prompt in my communication to them and respecting them. And I feel like it's going really good. Uh, The reason I feel like it's going really good is because I have this voice in the back of my head every time someone texts or calls or emails that's saying, hey, you put this out there on the podcast, the person who's trying to text you right now, they might be wondering, is Seth going to respect me and be prompt with me? So I have this, this lingering accountability because I put it out there for everybody to hear. That's great. Um, so tell, what, what specific changes have you made for this? So um, one thing I try to do is I use the ticker right there on the side of my Outlook, uh, email Outlook, and that when I see that number just ticking up, I just try to, of unread uh, emails, I just try to go after it and just start replying back to everybody as, as soon as I can. Um, and, and then when that number gets low, I, f- I feel so much better about it. Uh, and I've, I've just really started to just respond to someone's email right away, not just saying, just file it away and say, I'll come back to that. It's been great. There's nothing worse than, especially in the workplace, whenever you've, uh, somebody's tried to get in contact with you and you haven't responded back and then you see them in person somewhere and it's like you have this unspoken thing between the two of you of, I'm waiting on you to tell me this. You know, it's oh, nothing it's, worse it's than the that. Wor- and, and here's the thing. What I've discovered is, is that it's so freeing when I've been prompt, when I'm responding back right away, because I didn't realize that I was creating so much anxiety for myself, so much weight and, and going, oh, okay, now I got to respond back to the, this person. That was all self-inflicted. Mm. But the fact that I'm being prompt now is that it, it's just so freeing because I'm, I'm knocking it out right away. I'm responding back to him right away. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I'm no longer having this thing hang over me because of my own doing. It's like in, almost like when you're in school or in college, when you had homework and you had to just you, you waited too long. It's like this pressure that's in the back of your head the whole time. You're, you're getting rid of that weight, so that's great, man. It's it's been it's been really good, and and you know, and I'm always trying to get better. Let me let me ask you this question: Where have you failed? I've probably failed the the most uh, with phone calls that come in, you know, because um, you know, I I we talked about this in the earlier podcast is that um, even though you can pick up the phone call phone and say, Hey, I can't talk right now, but I'll I'll call you right back. Um, I'm still struggling with that. Well, apparently, so we had some feedback on that episode because I made the suggestion that maybe just instead of not answering the phone, so not answering the phone, maybe you pick the phone up and just tell them, and I'll, I'll, I'm busy, I'll call you later. But uh, one of our friends said, no, that's that's not a good advice. I hate when people do that to me. So maybe that was not not, not a good thing to shoot for. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you one last question. Do you think people have noticed? I think so. Yes. Um, but I, it's not even for them. It's for me. Because I know that I'm responding back right away, and um, I, I, it's it, just going back to that example you used when you pass someone in a hallway, 
or uh, you're seeing someone, maybe it's at church or um, maybe at your kid's school and you haven't responded to them. Um, I used to have this awkward feeling, you know, and this just, uh, but we don't have that anymore. And it's, it's, it's great. It's not, not for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's for them as well. So, so that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about communication, which communication is a very big topic. So hopefully we, we hit on some points that are pertinent to everyone. One of the things I'm realizing that, that I've made a mistake on here uh, with is that, especially in our last episode, I feel like I just made it too workplace centric. We talked about uh, encouragement and we talked about uh, imposter. Both those episodes, I just feel like I made it too workplace centric. All my examples had to do with meetings and meetings and that kind of sort of thing. And I don't want it to be so myopic that we're talking about the business place because I want this to be useful to everyone. So when we talk about communication today, I want to do a better job of, of giving examples or, or just being aware that it's that, you know, not everybody has the same experience that I do. So I want to, I want to be good about that. Being a communicator is every facet of your life with your children, with your marriage, with your, your parents, uh, with your extended family, with the people that you just uh, have just these random one-off uh, encounters. I mean, being a better communicator and communication, it, it applies to every single area of our life. And I, it's one of the things that I really value at getting better at for myself. Yeah. I really want to be, I do think of myself as a good communicator. I'm a, I'm a kind of a hyper communicator, but I, I am, uh, this podcast has been really good because it's, it, well, it's different when you're re- speaking into a microphone because it feels like y- your words have weight and you want to get them right. And so it's, it's bringing out areas in my communication that, um, that I want to improve on. I would say too, Marco Polo has helped me with my communication because as a one on the Enneagram, I want to make sure I'm doing everything right. So I often rewatch my Marco Polos to see how that message came across. And it's kind of like looking in the mirror. And I think it's good to look in the mirror sometimes. So that it has been fun in this. And I, I know for me, one of the areas I quickly want to talk about an area that I know that I've struggled with is I often just speak too quickly. What I mean by that is that I literally talk too fast. I get excited. I'm passionate, whatever it is. I want to make sure I get all my words in before somebody else talks, whatever it is. I'm not sure what the, where, where it comes from, but I really am just trying to slow down a little bit because generally I listen to podcasts at either one and a half or two times the speed. But on ours, when I try to listen to ours, I can't because I talk so fast. So I'm, <laughs> I really am trying even right now to slow down. This podcast has been, um, it's been, uh, well, excuse me, let me, let me, say this now. See, I'm, I'm getting tongue-tied and I'm frustrated that I'm not communicating clearly because that is one of my big goals is to communicate clearly. And one of the big motivating factors for us to record every single week is that I want to get better at communicating. I want to be clear. I want to get my point across. Um, I want to be a good storyteller. I feel like my brother, my brother Chad, is a great storyteller. So growing up my entire life, he would tell stories about me or uh, him or his friends or something. And he just, he had a way of just making the story better than what it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Cause he, and I always wanted to aspire to be a good storyteller like him. My dad is a really great storyteller. I don't even, and I've said that to him a few times, and I'm not sure he even knows that. He's just a very natural storyteller. I think... I would like to be better at storytelling. I think really what I struggle with is I have two big fears. One we've talked about before is I I, I feel uh, un, my biggest fear is being unwanted, but another one is bothering people. I don't want to bother people. So I feel like when I'm in the middle of a story, I'm concerned of whether or not they're interested. And so I like rush to the end or I'll like, I'll be in too much of a rush because I'm a concern they don't care. And so I want to be better about, I don't know. I want to be better about that. And I think part of the reason maybe I speak too quickly 
is I'm trying to get it all out fast enough so I won't bother them or 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 I jump to the next my next point quickly because I'm afraid I don't know it's just weird I w- I want to be more at ease I guess when I communicate to people. So what that brings me to is just the whole what is communicating about? What what is the purpose of communicating? Um and I think the first thing you have to understand is, and I've had to understand this, and I've got a, an example to, to use with this I'll use later, but I want to be a better listener. In order to communicate well, you've got to be a better listener, and that becomes from reading the audience. So if, if you are in the kitchen and you're talking with your spouse, I'm talking with Hannah, I've got to be able to read her body language. I've got to be able to read um, what she's saying back to me and, and process it, and I've got to listen and Communicating is very much about being self-aware, being aware of how you sound, you know, what kind of, what is your body language? Are you talking too much? Are you listening at all? I mean, communicating well starts with listening and being self-aware. I think you're totally right. I think listening is one of the most critical parts of communication. I think when we think about communication, we just think about the talking portion, but that's only half of it. Listening is incredibly important. And so like I've shared before, my creed is to listen more, speak less. The other, the other part of that, maybe the subtitle of that is uh, you may not get to talk. Like when I'm in a conversation with, some, with somebody, I want to be so patient with what I want to say that I might not actually get to say it. And that's okay. There will be other conversations. If it's really important, it will eventually come out. But I want to be, I want to be selfless in my communication. Because you want the other person to hear you. And if you aren't a good listener and you haven't created a reputation for yourself or your kids realize my dad doesn't listen when I say something, then they're going to start shutting you off. It's, so it's listening is, is, is like giving deposits and, and you want to be have such a great reputation with whoever it is that they are willing to listen to you when you do speak, when you do communicate. Absolutely. If if you haven't ever read it, the book How to Win Friends and Influence People is fantastic. It is just a great book. And it talks at length about the importance and the power of listening. Uh, it'll give examples of maybe somebody that's had a really hard time with sales or whatnot, and this, that, and the other. And they, they give that person the advice of, what, what if you just try and go in there and just listen? And so they'll go in, it gives, it gives a lot of examples, but they all have the similar theme where it's like they go in there and they let that person talk the entire time and end up making the sale. Like that person essentially talks themselves into it. Or the same type of example where you'll have a conversation with somebody and you let them do all the, the talking. Maybe you ask a few probing questions and let them talk. They'll leave that thinking, man, that person was a great conversationalist. When you really didn't do anything, you allowed them to talk because a lot of people just want to feel heard. So listening is really powerful uh, in, in a lot of ways. And also one of the things I love about listening is you learn a lot. Like there's a, if, you're, if you're just waiting for your turn to talk in a conversation... That's not, that's not good communication. That's not, that's not anything I want to have anything to do with. And you also, you didn't, you didn't learn anything. It wasn't, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't fruitful in any way. It's a phrase that we use with our kids all the time is, no, listen, don't wait to talk. Mm-hmm. We use that with our kids all the time. They're like, but, listen but, to what I'm but, saying, but don't wait to talk. You're mm-hmm. waiting to talk. You're mm-hmm. not listening to me. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. You know, I have a theory and, um, this is just my own personal theory, but I feel like being a good communicator revolves around your feeling of feeling good about yourself and feeling bad, like the positive versus the negative emotions. I feel like when I'm, when things are going great, I feel like I can communicate well, I'm listening well. It's just a lot of, uh, that whole happiness or just positivity. It, to me, it, it makes me, uh, 
feel like a better communicator. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just my random theory. Um, because I think about situations, you know, say it's, uh, and between Hannah and I in our marriage, whenever things are going bad, most likely I'm not listening. I'm not communicating well, or she's not listening. She's not, you know, um, communicating well, and there's tension. And whenever tension is high and feelings are bad, then probably the communication is going to be poor. Yeah, imagine when you're not in a good headspace. Yeah. It's it's more difficult for you to be selfless. Yes. And yeah. when you're not selfless, you're not listening. Yeah. And, and when you're not listening, you're not doing good communication. And that's why I, I, I'm right now, it might be the ba- bad phrasing of it, but it's this, you know, I feel like I'm a better communicator when I'm happy. Yeah. Well, you're, you're healthier at that point. Yeah. Uh, I think about, too, um, moving on a little bit, like... I, I want to be able to get my point across in as few words as possible. I think I like the idea of being an efficient, an efficient communicator. And so somebody gave the example of, you know, uh, it's kind of like a little story, but if you need me to, if you need me to come speak for a 45 minute lecture, I'm ready to go right now. But if you need, if you need me to speak for five minutes, give me a week because <laughs> yeah, I can blather on and get my point across in 45 minutes. But if I've got five minutes to make the same point, like if it's a complex thing, you got to really be, you got to choose your word wisely. And I think, and I think that's one of the things I want to be better at. That's why I love things like the Proverbs or Confucius stuff. Cause man, they can get a world of a thought in about seven words. And it's like, wow, it's so great. Uh, I, uh one of my friends, Randy Rivers had a quote. He said, words are like holes in a boat. The more you use, the more damage you can do. And so just just try to make your words few. I, I want to be better at that because sometimes I can just blabber. It's like, what are you even saying? Uh, there's a guy that I've just recently um, started uh, reading some of his stuff and listening to him and some of his stuff. His name's Chris Voss, and he is a former FBI uh, terrorist negotiator. And his uh, newest book is uh, Never Split the Difference. And the, in, the interesting thing about when I've, when I've heard some of his stuff is that uh, basically it's a lot of communicating. You know, he's a negotiator and he's communicating with this person on the other end. And it's a very intense situation always. And uh, it's interesting as he now takes his his years of experience of working in high stress terrorist uh, negotiations. And he's come out now and said, everything we do is negotiation. And every every negotiation is about communication. How 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 you sound to the other person, how you listen to the other person. And it, one of the things he said that I stuck out is, was it doesn't matter if you're a good guy or a bad guy, everybody's a human yeah. and you're dealing with humans and you're communicating with humans. And he says, there's, there's uh, you can be direct and you can be blunt. You know, like people will say, well, I'm just a blunt person or I'm just going to speak directly. And his thing is, is it's all about how you say it and how it lands with the other person. So you can say something, a certain tone, but you've got to know your audience and you've got to know the other person and how it's landing with them. Mm. And that's when I think about communication, particularly whether it's in marriage or with my kids. One thing that Hannah has uh, quickly we discussed when we first got married was that we had to get this phrase out of our relationship. And that was, you never in the moment we like say you never, it's just, it's, it's an inaccurate statement and it sets up both sides to, to fail in the communication of whatever is about to proceed. So that's one thing that we've always, we, we always try to avoid when we're talking to each other is using the phrase you never. And the other thing with, with communicating with kids is I feel like a lot of my uh, my uh, interactions with my kids is a hostage negotiation. <laughs> you know, I'm communicating with these 
He's, what was that quote that from Gaffigan? Getting kids to bed is like a reverse hostage situation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jim Gaffigan, he's got a great bit on it. And he says, just putting your kid to bed is a reverse hostage negotiation. Just just stay in there. I'll give you pizza. I'll give you whatever, whatever you, want. you want. Just please just, stay in there. Stay in. <laughs> do not come out. Um, but with communicating with my kids, if my emotions aren't in check, man, I just get so flustered and I, I can't communicate clearly with them. It's like we talked about in the, our episode on parenting is just, I really, really want to respond and not react because when you react, it's bad communication, it's yelling, it's whatever else. It's not getting the message you really want across. Um, one of the things with, uh, with, I guess we'll stick with kids with kids. Uh, I'm trying to figure out when to teach, like when to communicate in certain things. It's like, when when they've done something and I want to try to get some thought across, but maybe they're still emotional or maybe they're still on the playground or whatever it is, like, when am I supposed to, like, try and teach them this thing? Like, I, I saw them maybe lie or I, I saw them something. When is my best chance of communicating in a way that they're actually going to remember? Because sometimes I'll have some really great thought and I'll share it with them. And at the end, they're like, uh, when's dinner? It's like, okay, none of that landed whatsoever. Like, wh- when, do I, when do I actually say something that they're going to hear? Know your audience. Yeah. N- know what's going on. Um, it's funny you say that. I was in the car with my, my boys, and we were driving back from something. And I said, guys, let me tell you something. And I forget which one it was. Probably Chase. He said, we know, Dad, you've got some saying. You've got some saying for us. We know. And I just had to laugh. I was like, okay, I need to dial it back with trying to do all these teachable moments because if I'm just overloading them, they're not, n- nothing's getting through. Yeah. It's, it's a hard balance. Why, why, why are people bad at communicating? I think, I think the same reason that people are bad at lots of things, they care more about themselves than others. And so they want to get, they want to get their point across. Like what you're saying, self-aware, man, if you, if you've ever talked to somebody who has no awareness of their communication, it's not a fun conversation to be in. I wouldn't even call it a conversation because I've been with these people where you literally can't get a word in edgewise because they're just talking to hear themselves talk and you just happen to be the, the person that's in front of them. And that is, that's the worst. It's terrible. I think um, another thing to go along with that, and this is something that um, I've, I've asked myself, if, if I'm being a bad communicator, is it because I'm avoiding a conversation? Am I avoiding a person? You know, communication isn't just about the interaction that you do, but it's also about what you're avoiding. Mm -hmm. I often think, is there somebody I'm avoiding or I'm ignoring because I just don't want to receive what they have to receive or I don't want to confront them. Yeah. You know, and that's difficult. Yeah. So one of the things I've been thinking a lot about lately um, is, you know, your goal is prompt. I love prompt. I'm, I'm a hyper communicator. If you've messaged me, there's a good chance you're going to get something back within, honestly, a minute. I'm, I'm kind of ridiculous about it. And I don't expect everybody to be that way. But man, I feel like there is a threshold that we should all manage in the workplace or even wherever. I just expect if I send you something, I'm going to get a response. And so to me, I want to talk about what are we communicating when we aren't? When we're not communicating, what are we communicating? Because to me, it often comes off, it comes off as like disrespect it comes off as you don't care. Uh, it makes it makes me feel like that person that I'm talking talking to is unreliable. Like I start to almost not want to like. Let's say I have ten people on my team, and and one of them he's just an all star or whatever it is in your environment. I'm going to the workplace again, but he's an all star. He's great, or she's an all star, but they're really hard to nail down as far as like getting a response and stuff like that. But I've got nine other people that they do a great, they do a, a, a good job, but I can get a hold of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna resort to them every time because. 
I can't, I, I need somebody who's reliable. And so when, when people aren't reliable, prompt communicators, it's very difficult to me because it just, it just says, I don't care or I don't care about you or it's just not important or I don't know. And that's why I made that my goal is because I felt like I was starting to communicate to people that um, I was unreliable, that I was not, um, I, I was not someone that, that was dependable and someone that was going to fall through. And so I, I was just reflecting on that and saying, man, I need to do a better job of communicating. And it starts with just being prompt and respecting people and, and, and friendships. You know, there are people out there that want to speak into my family's life, my kid's life that really have the best for me. And if I'm not being prompt with just a friend, you know, um, I'm probably not being respectful for a lot of people in my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was just a big challenge to me. And, And that's why when I communicate promptly, um, I feel good about myself and I feel good about what I'm saying to the other person, whoever it might be. It's so funny too, how communication is changing with generations. Cause like we, I have a, uh, uh, international student that lives with her house uh, and she's in, she's in 12th grade now. And when I, when we're trying to make plans or something like that, and, and one of her friends is going to be coming on board and we're trying to figure out what the plan is. And I was like, well, just call her. And when I say call her, she looks at me like I've killed someone like call her. I'm, I'm not going to call her. I'll text her. I, I mean, I wouldn't call. It's crazy talk. It's so funny how, how, how generationally, like the different way we communicate is different. I don't really care what you do as long as it's prompt and it's thoughtful because, um, man, I, I kind of wonder, is there such thing as over-communication? Now, I, I have worked with people or had friends that, man, they they text a lot. Like in a, in a text chain, it's like I have to put it on do not disturb because they just keep going. So there is a line there, but man, I think I would prefer that than the person that just won't respond back to you. Well, I think if, for me, I think it's about uh, clear communication and effective communication. So don't let technology get in the way of not communicating. For me, I'm a little old school. I like face-to-face. I like the phone. Um, and and so if I'm going to have a great relationship and a great marriage, it cannot be dependent on texting. I cannot, rem- you know, be, be just, you know, have a, a deep relationship with Hannah if it's all through texting. I'm going to, I'm going to FaceTime, I'm going to call, or I'm not going to FaceTime or call. I'm, I'm we're going to visit face to face. So don't let technology get in the way of, of your communication and, and don't get reliant just on one form of communication. I mean, that, that personal touch of getting eyeball to eyeball with someone and, and you know, whether it's at work where you walk up to them or, you know, you, you stop and you take time to talk with somebody at, at, at your kid's school or wherever it might be. Uh, but just don't allow technology be the only way in which you communicate is, is what I would say on that. So, uh, in closing up on this thing, so how do we get better? How do we improve on this? For me, um, it's asking someone, asking someone, you know, me and Hannah, we debrief on everything. So if we've gone out with some people or we've had, we've had some type of event, it's later that night go, Hey, um, when I was talking to such and such, and I was telling that story, I was sharing that, did that make sense? Did it Mm -hmm. come across weird? Mm -hmm. Um, Hannah is great. To, to tell me when my responses to people, when someone's saying something to me, my responses don't make sense. I mean, she'll lean over and she'll say, you're, you're not responding correctly. And I'll say, what do you mean by that? Well, they'll tell you something. And you'll be like, oh, that's so great. Like, so great was not the proper response. You were not <laughs> listening to them at all. But it's great accountability. So ask someone to help you be self-aware. Yeah, I love that idea. 
I'm going to do what I don't want to do. But but leading back to uh, to meetings, anytime I you, you talk in public in general, I always want to get some feedback. So did did that did what I just said make sense? Was that is that coming across clearly? Did I forget something? Was there somebody there that I should have asked their opinion to? How how did I I don't know how did I come across? Um, which I mean that sort of probing leads to a higher self awareness. Uh, and if you're not using Marco Polo to communicate, I would recommend trying it because it's a good place to get better at communicating because you'll see all kinds of stuff. I would um, also say uh, I've, I've got two quick things before we wrap up, and that is don't avoid communicating. Poor communication can be the result of avoiding a conversation, you know, um, and, and you sweeping things under the rug, whatever it might be. When you when you sweep things under the rug because you're avoiding some type of confrontation or whatever it might be, some type of awkward conversation, it's going to lead to other areas of, of poor communication with that person or that group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Avoiding again, that's just, it's just bad communication. It says, I don't care. I don't respect this. It's not important to me. That's what it says. That's when the absence of your communication, this is what's coming in its place. Exactly. And I'll, I'll close with this. This you, you talked about slowing down, just speaking slower. Which, how did I do? I feel like I slowed down. You did great. You were fantastic. Did I'm going to encourage you're, you with Well, that. I can't really take Seth's or really Sandy's uh, criticism because they're the nicest people in the world. So I, I got to get some <laughs> meaner people around me to tell, them, to tell me I'm doing a bad job. Well, there was this one example about that I think about and I use to remind myself this, and, and that is to slow down, not just when I'm speaking, but when I'm with someone. So I used to be an RA in college and it was, um, first weekend, all the new freshmen were coming in. So all the new parents were arriving, all these nervous freshmen were unloading all their stuff with their parents in the room. And as an RA, my job was to walk around, check people in, make sure they were good. So it was great because I was bouncing from dorm room to dorm room. Hey, how you doing? Shaking hands with the parents. I mean, I, it, it was so easy. I was like on cloud nine. I was networking like crazy, talking to all these people. And then about three months later, I'm talking to one of those freshmen that I checked in with his family. And I said, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, when your parents came, they were so great. And, he, and I said, uh, you know, I was just telling him how that day went for me. And he said, oh yeah, that was like really awful. Cause you just came in, shook her hands, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, 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 great. And you walked out. <laughs> and I said, what? I said, no, 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 that's not how it went. He said, no, you walked in, you shook our hands. You didn't even, you, you quickly nodded at all of us, said, yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds great. Let me know if you need anything. And you walked right back out. And I thought, oh my goodness, I was rushing through every interaction that day. But here I thought I was doing a great job. And what I've taken away from that, and I'm always trying to remind myself, is to slow down because it's not the number of conversations you have, but it's the intentional conversations you have. I could have 100 conversations with people, but then be meaningless. But if I could have just 25, just I stop, I square my shoulders, I look them in the eye, I slow down, I listen, I might ask a question, I, I really make the interaction more personal, it goes so much further. And I, I just need to slow down in that. I sometimes get too fast with my interactions. There is nothing worse than when you're talking to somebody that it seems like they're not engaged, at least for me, because again, my biggest fear is being unwanted. So I'm thinking they their head is on a swivel right now. They're looking for the next person to talk to. They're looking for the first out of this conversation. It's like, well, that this is not enjoyable whatsoever. Oh, and when he told me that, I mean, it crushed me. And I realized that. I said, oh my goodness. I just didn't treat this person right. So 
We hope this conversation made some sense. We're trying to get better at communicating. We're trying to uh, get better at listening. Um, so if there's something that we have said that has not made sense, please let us know. Um, it's one of those things where we're always trying to improve. And uh, we hope this was an encouragement for you. So You know what we should do right now is actually just take a minute to listen to our audience. They're not, they're not saying anything. <laughs> they're not saying anything at all. We tried, though. So until next time.